You have to be an investigator. You have to be curious. Yes, curious. You want to know who is in front of you. You want to know everything about this person, about this company, about this entity. You are a KYC person. KYC. The K stands for know your customer, client, counterpart. But we should know our podcasters today. So we have two KYC experts. And we'll get into exactly what a KYC expert is in a moment. But we have two of them here. Virginie Mark, who is the head of Know Your Counterparty Unit at the European Investment Bank. And Constantina Constantinidi, who is the KYC team lead here at the bank. When you're not actually KYCing, um, what uh, what do you do to pass the time? I used to be, uh, I would say, a ballerina, <laughs> but before, I would say, before joining the university, I felt I had to make a choice between becoming a professional dancer and studying law, business law, <laughs> tax law. <laughs> So you couldn't be a ballerina and a lawyer because, you know, I have a six-year-old daughter who says she's going to be a ballerina when she grows up, but she's also going to be an engineer, a lawyer and a spaceman. <laughs> no, but no, I decided to, to, to go for the KYC, uh, to the law part and then to the KYC expertise. Uh-huh. Are you also a lawyer, Constantina? No, I'm not. I've studied, uh, I've finished my MBA and then I landed in uh, Luxembourg. And where I start, I started working on uh, banking, and uh, within two years of working in banking, I specialized uh, in uh, KYC. So for the last thirteen years, I've been doing KYC. Aha! Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you don't do any dancing or anything. What do you do when you? <laughs> I so you am. Want, we want our <laughs> listeners to KY podcaster here. We want all them to know right. you. So all right, since I have to, I am uh, into cooking. My specialization is uh, tarts, savory and sweet ones, uh-huh. with any ingredients that I have at co- home. I just like to create, and mm. uh, jigsaw puzzles of one thousand spe- pieces, specifically. Jigsaw huh. puzzles, one thousand pieces. How long does it take you to put one together? Uh, as I'm only doing it uh, in the evenings and certain evenings when I feel like doing it, uh, it would take me two to three months. Why do you do that? It relaxes me. Really? They drive me nuts. <laughs> it's the exact opposite effect on me. But anyway, I'm glad you enjoy. So let's get to uh, KYC. If if someone is going to try, to, if, let's say if a bank is going to try to know its customer, what do they need to know and why do they need to know it? May you know, I will first say that KYC has been happening to you in your daily life. Hmm. Really? Yes, How? really. You have a bank account, maybe several bank accounts. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. So yes. remember, when you went to your bank to open a new account, I'm sure that you were asked to provide something, your passport, your mm-hmm. ID card, mm-hmm. uh, maybe your, your job. Mm-hmm. to describe your job, to explain what you want to do with this account. Mm. Uh-huh. Then you went through the KYC process of your bank. Mm. Mm. But why yeah. did they need all that information? They need to know who you are, uh, what kind of activity you will have, uh, and for what purposes you will use this account. 
So and that, that they, they also need to know where the money is coming from, right? Exactly. So that's why they need to know where I work. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why do they need to know where the money is coming from? Because uh, this way they will, uh, if they see, that, if they believe that there is something uh, different to what they were expecting you to do, in the, then they would uh, contact you and ask you how come you are in this uh, activity or how come you had money coming from uh, uh, one of the tax paradise, for example, while you said that money will be the main source of your income would be the, the job that you have in Luxembourg. Well, as long as, as long as I have the money and I give it to them, why does the bank care? What's the... What's the problem? They would. They don't want uh, their bank uh, to be involved through you in illegal activities, including uh, money laundering, uh-huh. financing terrorism, and lately tax evasion or tax avoidance. Mm. I'm pretty sure I haven't done any of those. But if I had, uh, what what exactly is money laundering, really? It's. Uh, in very simple words, it's taking the proceeds of a crime, let's say by selling drugs, not you necessarily, but you have the drug money, the money that came from uh, crimes, including drugs, and you're trying to put them in the financial system using various ways. So and that they won't be traceable to the crime anymore. Of course. Uh-huh. And then once they're in the system, you can easily use, uh, use them to either continue the activity or just have fun. Yeah, and the financing of terrorism is is linked in the sense that a lot of terrorist organizations use crime or you know Ill- illegal sources of money to finance the terrorism. Yes. So so KYC helps to to guard against these things happening. But what is it? What does it consist of? It's a it's a process. It's a it's is, is it is it like a is it like a form that. That the bank uh, employee fills out about each client, and what does it look like? How does it work? That's a specific process, indeed. Uh, the role of a QRC team uh, uh, is the first step on the of the IML CFT. We'll say anti-money laundering, financing terrorism uh, framework. The role of a QRC team within a bank is to prevent the bank. Uh, the governing bodies, the staff, and the client from being used uh, for or connecting with any money laundering or other financial activity, mm-hmm. but also uh, from being exposed to a reputational damage. When you have a new client, you are a bank, you have a new client, then you need to know uh, who is your client uh, not only to prevent those specific things I, I already mentioned, but to better understand your client, uh, his financial dealings, what he wants to do with your money. That's mm-hmm. very important. What do you actually ask them to provide? Uh, if this counterpart is a bank, we would ask him questions that relate to a bank in EU or outside the EU and the risks involved doing business with a bank in EU or outside EU or a company not regulated within EU or outside EU. So everything, the, the starting point is the nature of the counterparty and then uh, also the role that will, they will play in a project. Is it standard? It does, is there a law that tells you you need, to, uh, you need to ask these 10 questions? If it's a bank, you need to ask these 15 questions if it's an insurance company. Is there a law that tells you exactly what to do? 
No, not, I'm afraid not. But the laws and the regulations, EU regulations, uh, laws and directives, uh, so they guide you where you should be going, heading to. They might send, uh, set some limits. For example, they might say that when you need, to, if you need to identify the beneficial owner of your counterparty, go up to 25% at least. So 25%, uh, every owner who owns at least 25% needs to be identified. Indeed, but okay. this is what the AML, uh, fourth AML directive says as a minimum. So minimum, the minimum we should do as a bank is identify up to up to 25%. Okay. What EIB decided to do is, as the 25% is quite high, and you might not have a good picture of the beneficial ownership of your counterparty, we have gone up uh, down to 10% of mm-hmm. uh, beneficial ownership. Okay. And what are you looking for in that if? If someone is a beneficial owner, what are you looking for there? I mean, obviously, you're looking to see if it's someone who's a known terrorist, but but what else if it's not quite so evident? The purpose of asking those questions is because we would need to know who are the entities in between, between our counterparty and the ultimate beneficial owner, which is we expect to be a natural person, mm-hmm. uh, and then take those names input them in the PIRAT database, the counterparty database that the KYC unit is uh, managing. Uh, the database, is this, uh, is this our own database? Does every bank have their own database where they monitor uh, you know, these, these names and, uh, and things? Or is this uh, something that, uh, that is common to all the financial institutions? Or how does it work? The, the bank has to, uh, uh, to implement the KYC process as per the, the regulation and the, the European regulation. And uh, the banks have to choose how they can implement this KYC process. Um, you can either choose to put uh, the KYC process on your client database or you can externalize the, uh, the KYC process. To summarize the KYC process, we can, already, we can also say counterparty due diligence uh, we have mainly four steps, very simple. First, steps, first step is to identify and verify the identity of your counterpart, your client. Mm-hmm. Then, second step, identify and verify the identity of the beneficial owner of your client. Who is behind? Who ultimately owns or controls the client? So the beneficial owner, they were looking for a natural person natural behind person, the, the, the yeah. legal person. Okay. Exactly. Third step, establishing the purpose of the business relationship mm-hmm. to understand uh, uh, what the client will do with your money mm-hmm. and how you will uh, reimburse uh, the bank. And the, the fourth step is to monitor this uh, let's say, KYC file. We need to know at any time uh, during the business relationship we have uh, with our clients, we need to know who they are. Mm -hmm. If um, they have a change of shareholder, then we need to know. Mm -hmm. We need to update and then to restart the process, uh, ask for new documents because KYC process is uh, collecting documents, collecting data and check whether we know exactly who is our client. You mentioned uh, identify and verify. So we don't just ask, we also check. Is we that also right? check. We ask for documentation. Uh, we uh, collect 
uh, you know, legal document from the uh, business register. Mm -hmm. uh, we, the client-facing officer, ask their uh, client to provide some specific document, list of key person, uh, of course, ownership structure to identify the beneficial owner, um, but also in some cases, depending on the nature of the counterpart, if the counterpart is listed or not, we are not asking the same type of documents. It's really, it, it depends on the nature of the counterpart. I guess for the listed companies, we ask slightly less because it's already made a lot it's of it made public. public. Yes. But do we, do we sometimes get more information about some of these companies than the local tax authority might have about them? Because, you know, they, they need money from us. So they, for, for, to get this money, they're maybe willing to give us more information about their structure than they would than they would be making public uh, in their in their local country. I would say that uh, more or less uh, it's the same information because uh, especially as you said the tax office is is within Europe mm -hmm. in e EU specifically. So that means that they are also following the EU directives, laws, uh, etc. So more or less it's the same list of documents. It sounds like a lot of work and it sounds like you have to actually know what you're doing. How do you become a KYC expert you need uh, uh, definitely you need to start uh, low so you would start like an assistant uh, or a junior person and starting by reviewing the documents so filing this is how i started by filing a kyc documents or by just doing chasing uh, following up on chasings that other experts have done uh, gives you the exposure you need to look at the documents understand what the documents are about, see how different the documents, the Articles of Association, look like in the UK and in Greece and in France, and uh, what are the requirements, why are they different in each country, and where can you find the information. So soon after, after a few years, you, are, uh, you know that on page five of uh, the perspectives of um, uh, Luxembourgish Fund, you know that you would find the auditors, for example, so you you get this uh, expertise and way of skimming through the documents without having to read the whole document. It seems also like you have to be a bit of an investigator. Are there KYC people or are you partially trained at least in, in some of the same things that maybe law enforcement people might be might be trained in? Actually, when you have a new client, you have to understand uh, its ownership structure to investigate uh, why uh, there is such uh, um, uh, entities uh, between uh, the client and its beneficial owner? So it's not so far from the so from investigating. Yes. After the the client facing officer gathers all of that data with with your help, what do we do with that data? How do we use it from then then on? So once you once the the the, the KYC team has all the documents, uh, there is a specific assessment on the document, and then we are when we are comfortable uh, and we can uh, say that we know uh, uh, our customer, then this KYC analysis is uh, sent to the compliance department, and they will use this uh, KYC analysis to assess the whole project in which the client is involved. And if, and if, the, if the organizational structure is very complicated between the, the client and the actual beneficial owner, they would be the ones who would ask follow-up questions for why, exactly. why that is. Exactly. The KYC team will be the ones 
who uh, raise the red flag and then the compliance department will investigate more on this uh, specific structure. But is, is there a specific limit, like how many layers of companies uh, you would have to have to have a red flag? Or how do you, when do you say it's a red flag? Is it an intuitive thing that you, you look at it and you say that, oh, from my experience, from working with all these con uh, companies in, in Greece or in, in UK, for example, I don't see this as normal market practice. This stands out or how do, how do you do this? I think Alar should come and work for us. Because <laughs> this is exactly what is happening. There is no rule. There is no rule that says after three layers we should become, we should get mm -hmm. suspicious or we should report it. It has to do with uh, your experience. That's why the more experience, the better. And uh, with uh, if, if you can explain to yourself why it's okay not to mark it as a red flag, the fact that there are already three layers and you have not realized what was the business purpose for doing that. Well, you can't have Allah in your department. He's far too, he's far too good at doing podcasts uh, up this end of the building. But Constantina and uh, Virginie, thank you so much for helping us to KYC, KYC. Yes. Is, that, is that right? No. KY. Just K K Y C. K K Y C. Yes. Anyway, to our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to a dictionary of finance from the European Investment Bank. Be in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, you can get in touch with Alar at at Alar Tankler A L L A R T A N K L E R. And you can tell him what a great job he does here, and don't leave to go and do K Y C, even though he'd be fantastic at it, of course. And uh, you can also write to me at E-I-B-M-A-T-T, E-I-B-M-A-T. -T, e it's obvious I wouldn't be that good at KYC. I, I, I just give people the money. 